0: things such as this and I'm paraphrasing he says I will not share my glory with anyone but yet on a starry night in Bethlehem in a little manger and outside the, 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 the town of Bethlehem there were shepherds and the heavens exploded open and the Bible says angels began to sing glory to God peace on earth and goodwill to men. And for the first time in all of recorded history, there was glory directed to earth. And the only reason those angels could do that is because God had come, become flesh and was dwelling on earth. Because God's not going to share His glory. Which is why when I begin to call the name of Jesus, I am doing nothing other but calling on God Almighty. For in Jesus dwelled the fullness of of the Godhead bodily. He was God, manifest, become flesh for you and I. And I'm so thankful for that. Thank you for singing. Thank you for responding in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going to let you be seated as we get into the Word of God. And uh, I want us to, to talk a little bit today about how to properly celebrate Memorial Day. There's a lot of different holidays that, that we have, and uh, some of them are, are amazing. Some of them are a bit, uh, you know, a stretch. There's seems like everything can have a day. Now there's a National Ice Cream Day and a National Pizza Day, and, you know, there, there's crazy things. But there are some incredible holidays that I'm glad they did. And so just to help you out, Memorial Day is the day, and it's tomorrow, Memorial Day is the day that we remember those American men and women who gave their lives for the cause of freedom. If you really want to be honest, it's not a day to thank the veterans. We have another day called Veterans Day that you thank the veterans. There's another day called Armed Forces Day where we celebrate uh, those who are actively serving. But tomorrow, if we were to really uh, use that day appropriately, it would be a day that we remember those who gave their lives. I know that most likely each one of us have family and friends who are currently serving, or perhaps have served in the military. There's veterans here today. But for some of those, they did not come back from their theater of war. As best I can tell, and I'm not going to, you know show you all my research because and, and not always does it match, but as near as I can tell in the, the, the military conflicts from the time that our nation became till now some 1,354,664 people. And most likely there's more than that, but that was the number I could, I could grab home to. 1,354,644 men and women have given their lives for the cause of this great country. From the Revolutionary War all the way through currently the global war on terror you have seen. And the overarching cause. I'm not going to get involved in the politics of things. I realize there are some that will question whether a battle or a war was necessary. And I, I don't have time nor is this the platform or pulpit for that. But the overarching cause that these brave men and women served and sacrificed their life can be summed up in one word. Liberty. Those in the Revolutionary War died so that we might have liberty. In the Civil War, they died so that this nation would not be fractured and split apart. They died that we might be able to celebrate the freedom. Again, politics and discussions on the validity of wars and conflicts does not have a place in my sermon today. But the truth, regardless of where we stand today as a nation, the truth remains that this country, the United States of America, has the greatest amount of liberty than any other country on this planet has ever had. And it's partly and most likely because there are those that gave their life. Before the Declaration of Independence was written, there was a Virginia Declaration of Rights, June the 12th, 1776. It was written by George Mason, and he wrote this, and you you may hear some similarities. He said that all men are by nature equally free and independent and have certain inherent rights of which that when they enter into a state of society, they cannot by any compact deprive or divest their prosperity and namely the enjoyment of life and liberty with the means of acquiring and possessing property and pursuing and obtaining happiness and safety. That sounded good. I kind of wish we'd have kept that one. That was what they wrote in Virginia. Problem was Benjamin Franklin as great as he was was agreement with Thomas Jefferson and this is just free. This has nothing to do with my sermon. I just found it interesting. They said that property was a goal of the government and Benjamin Franklin. So how many of you like your taxes? No? If you don't like your taxes blame Benjamin Franklin because Benjamin Franklin said that property was a creature of society and it ought to be taxed as a way to finance civil society. And so they begin to write the Declaration of Independence and they took out that part about the property and I really hate that. I kind of would like it to be that that was my right. But they sat down and they wrote on July 4th, 1776 or at least that's when it was adopted at the 2nd Continental Congress, we hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal and that they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We celebrate, and maybe celebrate is not the right word, perhaps remember would be better, those who have died so that you and I might continue to have those rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit pursuit of happiness. But the question remains, in light of the sacrifice, how do you properly celebrate or observe Memorial Day? What do you think about that for a moment. I, I've noticed, and, and I doubt that it's by accident, a lot of red, white, and blue that you wore today, some of you. Uh, uh, and, and we do that because we honor those How many of you, and again I'm mixing I know I'm doing what I told you not to do I'm mixing the uh, uh, Memorial Day, Veterans Day But uh, how many of you bought poppies from a veteran? You know those little paper poppy flowers Maybe they stand outside of Walmart or Snooks and you've bought them I for a long time had one hanging in my truck And it became so faded by the sun that it was no longer red but white we can recite the national anthem. We can go to parades and different events and we can stand straight and watch as the flag goes by and we can allow patriotism to rise when you see a soldier coming home at an airport. and For some, maybe you've taken a trip to the tomb of the unknown soldier. How best do you remember the lives that are lost? We could Go to Jefferson Barracks and stand in front of white crosses and white tombstones that are so perfectly aligned, representing the lives that ended before their time. We could reflect on their sacrifice. How do you properly celebrate Memorial Day? I'll I'll help Stacy out a little bit. I asked that question and she was very quick to say, we barbecue. How many of you plan to celebrate Memorial Day by barbecuing? Can I tell you today that that although it may seem flippant for a moment, when viewed next to the sacrifice of those who lost their life, a barbecue might be a pretty trite way to spend Memorial Day, but I would propose to you that it's not. That while it's always good, and I know you're, you're thinking I'm giving you some political speech, but I'm getting somewhere very quickly. It's always good and proper to reflect on the sacrifice that allows you and I to be where we are today but for and and the future of our nation but listen to me the proper way to honor their sacrifice is to live so their sacrifice was not in vain I'm going to say that again. The proper way to honor the sacrifice of lives lost in the cause of freedom is to live so their sacrifice is not in vain. Now, I'm the first to tell you, liberty's not free. Independence is not free. The initial price is played in blood. However, Liberty is not maintained by the by the, the graves of dead soldiers. Liberty is not maintained. Honestly, I, I, honest, I, I uh, brother brother Bickford is buried in I cannot remember the, the name of the the uh, uh, I think it's Mount Zion Cemetery right here, kind of next to uh, Lowe's and Shop and Save. And at brother Bickford's funeral and, and his memorial service. I, after I got done, I was walking, and it was very interesting because I saw two gravestones. Now, it was, it, was, it was one grave, but it had various markers, and I don't remember the guy's name. I have a picture of it somewhere. But it was, uh, they, they must have been placed there by perhaps the veterans of foreign war, or, or wars and things like that. But there was a, a little white marble uh, plaque in the ground next to a very, very old grave. And it, it was the name of a of a man, and it said he was, I think he was a corporal or major, whichever one is higher, uh, he, or whichever one was lower at that point. He was that in the Revolutionary War, and it had it there. And then next to it, he also served in the War of 1812, and he had gained a rank, and he was in that as well. You know, I, I'm, I'm always astounded and amazed when you go and you look at those and and when I see uh, Jefferson Barracks, when I see Arlington Cemetery and you see rows upon rows or, or some of you have been privileged to go to Normandy, the beaches of Normandy and you see those white crosses so perfectly aligned and I don't, I, I, I don't, deny, I don't discount the sacrifice of blood that was shed but listen to me once someone has given their life it is up to you and I to maintain the freedom Freedom doesn't look at a tomb. Freedom doesn't look at a cross and say, well, somebody died, so I guess I better behave myself. But instead, it is the act of living people. It is the act of you and I that allows this country to move forward. And we have to maintain the freedom by those who are alive. Again, I know I'm I'm being patriotic and political And, and, and I'm going to get there I think some of you are already starting to connect the dots There are a lot that have given their lives Over a million have given their lives But I'm going to tell you That we still need an army There's still going to be people That are going to have to, to go Into those recruitment offices Sign their name And spend some years In the military There's still going to be those Who are going to have to drill and train Factories are going to still have to produce. People still need to get out and vote and be a part of the democratic process that so many have died that we might have this freedom. And while we must not forget the sacrifice that bought our freedom, we must maintain that freedom with our actions each and every day. So let me be political for a moment. If a person could roll over in their graves... There's a lot of spinning people in some graves that look at the way America has slipped and declined in such a way that our founding fathers and those veterans and those that have given their life would be so disappointed in how we as a nation are trending. Can you imagine some of those in World War I and World War II that fought and died to deliver a world from fascism and from socialism and communism and now we have some of that creeping into our society now? Can you imagine how they feel? How they feel, those who have fought so that we could follow the, 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 the uh, declaration of independence that all men are created equal? And how they feel when racism and, 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 and class warfare raises its ugly head. So I say to you today, don't waste the freedom purchased by the blood of men and women who selflessly gave their lives so that you, could, you and I could enjoy what we have today. Don't waste it. And with that, I close the page on Memorial Day in American patriotism and I stand in front of another tomb where blood was shed and I stand in front of another place and I am absolutely I understand and I celebrate that the death of Jesus Christ didn't end with him lying in a tomb I know he rose again I understand all of that but you never should forget that the freedom you and I have to walk into a church and lift up our hands and lift our voice and get prayed for and give our petitions to him is all because there was one spotless lamb that gave his life so that you and I might have life and that more abundantly and I say to you don't waste the blood shed on Calvary the sacrifice of life there that blood that poured down that that cross it needs to be remembered I woke up this morning singing an old hymn about the blood of Jesus. I don't want to lose the understanding of what Jesus went through. I don't want to stop singing, There's power in the blood. I don't want to stop singing, I see a crimson stream of blood. I don't want to forget it. I must remember. I must remember. that that blood that was shed on the battlefield of Golgotha and the life that was extinguished, it was because of that loss of life that the war of sin and the war of the effects of sin was conquered. For 1 Corinthians 15, 55 says, O death, where is thy sting? And O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ on this memorial day I remember the blood I am well aware and again I will not forget the fact that he died and rose again I'm not denying the resurrection but I do want to draw a parallel from the life that was slain to an order for you and I to have liberty for 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 17 says now the Lord is that spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty Paul took it a step further, Galatians chapter 5 and verse 1. Stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free and be not entangled again in the yoke of bondage. Again, what purpose would those have died in in, in the middle 1770s that died there to... To fight the freedom of of, of colonialism and, and colonization and they fought for our liberty until we could have the Declaration of the Independence and the U.S. Constitution. What purpose would the loss of their life have been if this nation walked back into colonialism? What purpose would it have been? I, I saw on the in, in the news. I was reading in the news today on my phone that they've had to shut down uh, for for the, the indefinite future. They've had to shut down the USS uh, Arizona Monument in Pearl Harbor. That 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 white kind of floating bridge thing they've had to shut that down because there's a crack in it and and they fixed it and instantly it cracked again and so there's a structural problem so they had to close that down until the U.S. Park Service can figure out how to fix it that's one of my bucket list things I want to do any of you have ever been there? I want to do that so bad To realize you stand over those who gave their life and didn't even understand it was coming and then later on there were many others that fought and they were fighting the tyranny and they were fighting the dictatorships and they were fighting that fascism and can you imagine what it would be like to look at the sacrifice of those who gave their life in World War II and then we walk back under a dictatorship and we let some despot come and rule us. Can you imagine what it would be like? Maintenance is expensive. I'm going to tell you here today, Paul said it, let me say it again. Stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free and be not entangled again in the yoke of bondage. If the graves could speak, they would tell you, we died so that you might be free. Now live so that our death is not in vain. That cross, that empty tomb, the blood that was shed on Calvary, if it could speak to you today, and it does, it would tell you, don't go back to the cesspool of sin that Jesus brought you out of. I once was lost in sin, but Jesus brought me in. Don't go back to the miry clay. Don't let this death be in vain. You want to celebrate Memorial Day? Live so that, you res- that, that, that those who died did not die in vain. I, some of you have heard me mention this before, but it's been a few years, so I'm going to pull it back out. But I read an article April second, two 2015, two years ago, which would have been 2013, Anthony Tremaine Stokes made national headlines when he was refused a heart transplant, largely in part because he was a wayward teen in constant trouble. And the doctors had made a decision, said because of your undisciplined life, you would not follow the regimented protocol necessary for a full recovery. And so they said, we don't want to waste a heart on an undisciplined wayward teen. In 2013, he would tell, Anthony Tremaine Stokes would tell any reporter that would listen that he had changed. He wanted to graduate high school. He wanted to attend college. He wanted to start his business. And all he said is, I need a new heart and a second chance. And so as he began that campaign, amid public pressure, he received his heart transplant on August 20th, 2014. 2014. August 20th, 2014, he got his new heart. On April, around April the 1st, I believe, Stokes robbed someone. He hopped into a stolen car. When the police spotted him and began to chase him, he led them on a chase. He hit a pedestrian. He hit another vehicle. He crashed into a metal pole. Was pronounced dead at the scene, 17 years old. In doing so, he had sent a pedestrian airborne over the hood of that accord he had. He struck Hernandez that was in another vehicle. Hernandez, and as far as I understand, the other lady or the other pedestrian were okay, but still they were injured. But listen to this. Received a new heart on August 20th, 2014. Died. I'm sorry, died March 31st, 2015. Seven months. Seven months. From what I understand, it takes at least three months and usually six to nine months to fully recover from a heart transplant. He hadn't even hardly healed. And now... A wasted heart. There's some 4,000 people who are on a waiting list for a heart transplant. A few years ago, one number I came across was that there were 2,174 hearts that were transplanted. 4,000 on the list. Only half of them would receive a heart. And each day, there are at least two, you know, double that are added to that list. They say that a patient in need of a transplanted heart would have to wait approximately four months before receiving a heart. They're not cheap. The total cost is well over a million dollars for a new heart. I, I mean, I'm not necessarily trying to judge, but the story speaks for itself. Anthony Tremaine stokes all that time, all that money, that perfectly good heart wasted I just have put myself and the other 1,800 people who desperately needed a heart that year. They had to have felt cheated when they learned of a needless death of a wasted heart. And yet as crazy and as as much as it makes you and I feel when we hear that, I wonder how much Jesus feels when he has done so much to save us. And I wonder if he ever sits in heaven and says, man, that was a wasted heart. Because they didn't live in the freedom they were called. The word that begins to pop up is the word in vain. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 2. By which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. He takes it a step further in that same chapter in verse 10. But by the grace of God, Paul said, I am what I am. And that his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. Paul said, I know where Jesus brought me from. Sometimes it seems as Paul's a bit arrogant when you really begin to read his writings. And and I don't doubt that the personalities of individuals shows up even in the writings of the Bible. We understand that that they, every word of the Bible is inspired; it's it's the word of God. But but God still allows their own personalities to shine through through their writing. And a lot of times, Paul will say, "I I didn't I didn't get this, you know, because I walked with Jesus. Jesus taught me this personally. Read read his writings. What Paul is saying is, he said, you know, I look back, I know that I'm." one of the, the most learned Jewish theologians of that time. I mean, if you want to talk about a Hebrew of the Hebrews, I'm it. My, my resume and my, my lineage is impeccable. I don't go back to eighth day and I was circumcised. I don't go back to saying I'm on the stock of the tribe of Benjamin. I don't go back and say I sat at the feet of Gamaliel. I don't go back and say look how smart I was in the scriptures. He says I go back to a dusty road on my way to Damascus when I had in my hand letters from the high priest that gave me permission to imprison any Christian I came across and jail them and even execute them. If you looked at the notches on my belt, you would have found I'd have put a lot to death. I'd broken up homes. Not making light of it, but one of the easiest, it's an awful uh, correlation, but one of the easiest correlations would be Paul. He, he would have been the same as those, those Gestapos and those uh, uh, soldiers in the concentration camps in World War II that Hitler put led them to their death and laughed at it and thought they were doing right. But Paul said, God knocked me off my horse in the middle of the road. I was so blinded by the light I couldn't see, but God began to speak and he spoke. I want you to catch it. Go back and read in in, in Acts. The Bible says that everybody else heard what was being said. They just didn't know what was happening. And Paul said, I'm telling you today, I know where God brought me from. But by the grace of God, Not by works of righteousness that I have done. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And I'm telling you today, I will do everything possible to live my life so that the grace of God was not in vain. I refuse to live for God for a while and then when the going gets tough I turn it in and I give it up Paul says no I'm going to run this race until I cross that finish line it's not a sprint but a marathon and I'm going to get tired and some days I'm going to only be able to walk and maybe crawl but I will not let his death be in vain Paul said and it goes along with what I just said about the marathon He said in verse 2 of Galatians 2, Lest by any means I should run, or even had run in vain. Galatians 2, 21. I do not frustrate the grace of God, for if by righteousness comes by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. Why in the world would I want that tomb to be for naught? Again, the correlation is this, and I'm trying to, I know sometimes it's a little cliche to preach like this on a Memorial Day, and, you know, it's kind of like preaching on love on Valentine's Day. You know, it's just kind of cliche, but I I think in these moments you get the the visual picture. I don't want those white crosses and white tombstones all neatly arrayed in our national cemeteries. I don't want them to be in vain. I'm going to live my life in this country and in this physical life I'm going to live it so their death wasn't in vain. I'm going to vote I'm going to live in the freedom I'm going to exercise my freedom of worship. I'm going to exercise my freedom of speech. I'm going to exercise that, that, that liberty and life and pursuit of happiness because I don't want them to have died on the beaches of Normandy and the beaches of Tripoli. I don't want them to have died in Iraq and Afghanistan. I don't want them to have died in the Civil War, Revolutionary War in vain live my life like that in the physical how much more ought I live my life in the spiritual I cannot let the cross be in vain I cannot be an Anthony Tremaine Stokes that gets that new lease on life that new heart David said create in me a clean heart oh God renew a right spirit within me I cannot let that salvation that was first bestowed on me at age 8 in Bridgeton, Missouri at New Life Church, when I received the gift of the Holy Ghost and spoke with tongues, when I was baptized in Jesus' name in De Quincy, Louisiana that same year, I cannot look back and say here some 31 years later, I cannot let it be in vain. You want to celebrate it, right? Live so their sacrifice wasn't wasted. Would you stand today? Peter said it best in 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 17. And I'm pulling from the King James. He said, there are wells without water, clouds that are carried by the tempest, but yet, and whom the mist of darkness is reserved forever, basically a big old cloud that comes and hides the sun, but no rain comes out of it. They could speak great swelling words of vanity. They could allure through the lusts of the flesh, through much wantonness. They are those who were clean, escaped from them who lived in error, and they promised liberty. But they are themselves servants of corruption. For of whom a man is overcome, the same is he that is bought in bondage. For if after they escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that means they were saved. Why after they are saved would they become entangled again therein? And when they had overcome, now the latter end is worse to them than the beginning. It would have been better for them not to know righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto Him. And it's like what the proverb says, a dog returns to his vomit and a sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. Essentially, God was saying, Don't waste the heart I give you. Don't let God give you that clean heart and go through all the trouble of salvation if you're just going to throw it away. It's as if His death would have been in vain in your life. How do you celebrate Memorial Day? You live so that their sacrifice wasn't wasted. I want you just to close your eyes for you and only you know how you live we can put a good front up we can can put a good facade, a good face but in reality only you know whether or not you're living your life in vain if that salvation that he bestowed on you is in vain don't waste your heart but I want you to just begin to talk to the Lord I want you to to, to let the Spirit of God begin to move, massage into the innermost parts of your spirit. And I want you to let Him speak to you. If there's any part of your life that is being lived because you have kind of walked away and kind of made that cross of no effect anymore, I want you to begin to let God speak to you. And I want you to ask forgiveness. I want you to repent right now. I don't want you to look back and say the cross was in vain. I lived my life in vain. I wasted the heart. But I want you to live. Celebrate the liberty. Live in that liberty. In Him we move and breathe. In Him we have our being. Because He died so that you might live eternally. Would you begin to speak to Him as the musicians begin to play and sing? Would you begin to let the presence of the Lord speak to you right now? In Jesus' name. Through you the blind will see.